Can you tell me, how would you describe your artistic journey? Messy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you say messy? I said messy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Monique on the Mic podcast. This is episode number four, and I am your host, Monique B. Thomas. Today is a very special episode for me because I am doing my very first interview, and I'm bringing to you a special artist whom I met a while ago. She's going to be sharing her story of resilience and healing. So I met Laura about eight to ten years ago when I was directing the choir for Chemin Badi in France. And it was a gospel group and there were a whole bunch of different gospel groups. And she was singing with another group. And I just remember that this powerhouse French singer blew me away. I mean, she blew me away with her accent, but she really blew me away with her vocal chops and her heart. She sounded authentically American to me. And I'll never forget her because I hadn't heard anybody sing gospel like that since I'd been in France. And it's interesting because I... Didn't see her again for many, many years until we started working together, singing for Andre Ria's gospel choir. Please give a very, very warm welcome to Laura Nanu. Welcome, Laura. Hello. Thank you. How are you, Laura? I'm good. How are you? I am glad that you are here because I've been wanting to talk to you about so many things. I've found that you've been such a fascinating person to watch on tour. And so I'm glad that you've given me some time so I can sit down and pick your brain about a couple of things, okay? Yeah, it's my pleasure. So I want to talk about your origins because I think when you look at anything, you've got to look at the root, right? You've got to know where people and where things come from in, under, in order to understand things. And I think your origins are fascinating. So tell me a little bit about your origins. Well, um, well, I was born in France, uh, in Lyon, and my um, parents uh, come, come from Ivory Coast, yeah. Côte d'Ivoire, yeah. in West Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been here for uh, 40 years. Okay. So I've been raised between the two culture, okay. cultures. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. And I think it's a, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to... I have to know different culture in yours in the same home. Okay. Why so? Yeah. How so? That's interesting. Tell me a little bit more about that. Um, you, you learn different values because when you, when you go to school with other uh, French people, you learn the, the, the values of the Republic, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the, the Republic, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and knowing the, the values of my ancestors, of respect, um, uh, of um, love, mm-hmm. of uh, generosity, of resilience. Mm-hmm. Yes, resilience. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because that word is on my list of things I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's a, it's a, it's a blessing. Yeah. Just a blessing. The reason why I really wanted to talk about your origins, because while you are, you know, you're born in France, but you also raised in an African home. You sing a lot in English. Yes. And your English is really good, but I noticed that you have not only just the English accent when you sing, but also a style that's highly characterized by what I know to be American music, notably gospel, soul, R&B. Tell me about that. Well, my my parents were musicians, mm-hmm. and um, 
they they listen to they listen a lot to um to black music in general mm-hmm. from Africa mm-hmm. and uh from different countries of Africa and from America mm-hmm. and Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, it, all and all the Caribbeans actually and um and my mom was a fan of Whitney Houston mm. and uh, Mara Carey. Okay. So uh, she put all the all her all their albums and and I fell I fell in love with this language uh while I was falling in love with his voice, okay. with the voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um my my father was a reggae musician. Okay. So I I really learned about um Jamaican music too. So yeah. I'm I'm trying to mix that in my music. Yeah. Yeah. And you can hear it. You can hear that there's a rich culture of music. There's not, it's multifaceted, which yeah. is very interesting. What did your mom do? Um, my mom was a singer, uh, but she, she, um, she, uh, sang in a choir, mm-hmm. uh, in, um, uh, a church. Okay. And, uh, but to, to pay the bills, mm-hmm. <laughs> she was, uh, she was working in, um, uh, how can you, can I say this? Uh, corporate restoration. Re- yes. Corporate, uh, restaurants. Oh, yeah. Corporate restaurants. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and, uh, and she did a lot of things. She was, she was, uh, a cleaner. She, what's he paying the bills? She got it done. Oh, yes, she did. Okay. That's what she mamas did. do. Yeah. That's, that's what she did in, and, um, uh, I'm really grateful because we, we never, um, we never missed a thing. Right. You never need it for anything. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I was going to a private school. Okay. Uh, a private Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was, uh, I was dressed. Right. <laughs> and you still are. I might. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. right. We gotta do what we gotta do. You gotta do what we gotta do. <laughs> but that's interesting because that leads me actually to the thing I wanted to talk about that you mentioned earlier is resilience. Um, yeah. What does this mean to you and how has this been a part of your life? Well, it means that um, I know that that my roots are, actually they are, my, my roots are solid. Mm-hmm. But in this society, um, I know that my roots can be an obstacle to achieve uh, what I want to. And resilience means that no matter what you face in life, you gotta stay strong. Mm-hmm. You gotta keep going. Yeah. Because there, there would never be a better you than you. That's for sure. So, and we, we all deserve to be in, on this earth. Yes. Uh, uh, and so I just, uh, so I just keep going. You just keep going no matter what. Yeah. Sometimes you, 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 you just take a little break. You cry. Mm-hmm. You you complain, you cry. Hey, what they did to me. <laughs> they were so mean at school, they were so mean at work. Yeah. And then <laughs> you get back up and you go do Yeah, you, you pray, do. you get back up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking about resilience, um, everybody knows that uh the artistic journey is not always easy. It's it's a winding road rather than a straight uh, road. Can you tell me how would you describe your artistic journey? Messy. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
<laughs> Did you say messy? I said messy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, um, I um, you you want to you want me to start from? Well, just how you felt about with the journey, not necessarily the individual um, events. Okay, but you know, emotionally, how you felt and mentally getting through the different obstacles. Well, um, I felt a lot, a lot um, misunderstood sometimes, and um, I felt I was I was not enough. Okay. I felt that I was not uh, in the right place uh, because uh, actually I don't fit anywhere. Mm. Um, I'm in my own lane. Actually, mm-hmm. it, it, it took me it it took me a lot uh, a lot of time to to understand that I am in my own lane, and so I fit everywhere because. Yes, yeah. there's only one me. So yeah. So if you want to put me in the box, right? But it's my box. Right. Yeah. Um, the box that I'm creating, that I've been creating, that I'm still creating, and um, what can I say? It's just um, it's hard. It's hard, but it's rewarding. Mm. It's rewarding, and some. Some people might think that uh, the 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 growl is uh, is uh, be on tour on TV and uh, be uh, famous, but sometimes it's it's just uh, one one DM for from a fan that that says, oh, "Wow, your your song helped me a lot mm-hmm. through uh, through when I was a when I was in a bad in a right. bad place." Yeah. That's rewarding because. That shows me that I'm, I'm doing the right thing, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's a, it's necessary, I think. Yeah. For them and for me, the we all need to to hear from something, and mm. yeah, and that's uh, that's what I do to hear. Yeah, you you know that's an interesting thing because there's billions of people on the planet. And I don't believe there's anything really new under the sun. I think a lot of the messages we hear are the same, but I think that somebody somewhere needs to hear that message from your particular voice. There's something about the way you particularly can deliver a message that will speak to maybe only one person on the planet. And it's like, if I'm able to reach that one person, I've done my job. Yeah, You know what I mean? And I think that's precious. And I think that owning that, is it's a, I think it's a responsibility because the gifts that are given to us aren't given to other people. They have other gifts. You're giving a particular gift, you know, that it's wrapped in a package that only you could come in. So it's like, I kind of feel like by doing this thing that you were gifted to do, it's almost like a form of obedience. That might seem really weird, but it's like there's this higher calling and it's like you've got to answer that call. So by answering that call, you are now permitting somebody somewhere on the other side of the earth, maybe, to feel just a little bit better for maybe five minutes, and then it becomes worth it. You know? Yeah, I think that's interesting. Well, speaking about things being difficult and sort of a journey and, and coming through it, I want to talk about your project. So I've had the pleasure of being on tour with Louis Laura and um, 
being with her when her last single called Healing came out in September. So I want to tell, I want you to tell me about this, how this song came about and what it means to you. Um, well, this song was, um, uh, in the beginning, it was, um, an order from an editor. Okay. And, um, they, they asked me to do a song. They, they tried to, to do something with the song and it didn't work. And, and they, uh, they asked me to, to do a song for yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, when do you need it? Yesterday. Oh, I was like, okay, <laughs> let's try something. And, um, I think I was, I was really starting my, my journey at this time. And the lyrics came very fast. Mm-hmm. So I recorded it. I sent it, I sent it back and they were like, okay. Didn't you say something like, I don't know if it was 12 or 20 minutes you wrote the song? Yeah, 15 minutes. Oh my God. Yeah, because it was easy because. You know, I know my 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 gifts don't doesn't come from anywhere. It comes from a source, and sometimes the source is speaks to you really clear, mm-hmm. and uh, you don't have to to search a lot for your answers. Mm. Sometimes you just you just take your pen and you write. The song writes itself, literally. So, would you say then you're almost like the messenger? I am. I think I'm. I'm just a a channel. A channel, okay. Yes. Okay, for something think, uh, greater. Okay. I think I'm just a channel because, and that's why I, that, that's what I say in the song because I'm like, I'm, I'm letting love taking control of my fate and, and my acts and my decisions and the, the words that I write. Mm-hmm. So I could, um, sometimes you, you hear, um, a lot of things in the news that that are really pissing us off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. For real. <laughs> and uh and I know I could write a song to say go beep the beep yourself. Yourself. Yeah, not me but you. <laughs> you. Especially you, you. And only you. And <laughs> But I know, I know that this gift wasn't uh, offered to me uh, for this, for to be angry and just yes. mean or whatever. I don't want to be angry. Yeah. Even, even, even when I'm angry uh, about a, a heartbreak, I try to, I try to, to write it as a lesson. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I have another song. It's not coming out yet, but. Uh, uh, it's called Cry No More. Ooh. And I was in a very, very bad place. <laughs> I, I just learned that the, the guy I was seeing for six years, uh, I had a family and blah, blah, blah. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I was like, okay. Wow. Okay. So you did that. Cool. <laughs> you feel good this way? You, you, it's easy for you to, to sleep at night. Okay. But you know what? You're not worth my tears. Mm. So. I'm going to cry no, no more. more. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, we got to make sure that we have you back on the show when that comes out. So before we move on to the next part of the interview, I want to make sure to give you a chance to listen to a bit of the song, just a little snippet. It's a total bop, and I, I really feel like it's a wonderful anthem to help you get through those tough times. I'll make sure to put in the show notes 
uh, all the places that you can listen to it. I know you can listen to it on Spotify, but knowing Laura, there's lots of other places where you can listen to it too. Enjoy. for a while and uh, lots of ups and downs, I'm sure. But are there anything, are there any things that you regret on this journey? Uh, oh, yes. I regret uh, not believing myself uh, earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's my, my biggest regret because I have songs uh, I have a lot of songs mm-hmm. uh, waiting to be released, mm-hmm. but I was like, "No, they're not perfect. They're not mm-hmm. blah blah blah." And and now I'm not even in the same uh, state of mind. So I'm like, "Is it <laughs> is it worth it worth it to 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 release them now?" Yeah. And you know what? Somehow um, I stumbled off, uh, on one of my old videos from. Five years ago, mm-hmm. uh, I was doing the, I was opening for an artist, uh, Kid Ismail. I was, that was the, the first time that I was, the first time ever that I was uh, performing my own songs, mm-hmm. uh, in front of a, a crowd. Mm-hmm. Just with just a, a channel. Were you playing piano too? Yes. Okay. Wow. And it was, and I was, uh, that's naked. Yeah. I was naked in front of 900 uh, people. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't I didn't want to post the the videos. Okay, they're all in in private in my YouTube channel. Wow! And uh, <laughs> and uh, I stumbled up there on them um, two or three days ago, and I was like, "What? Why didn't I post them?" Yeah, and um, so I think I'm doing this. It's five years later, right? But I think it. Uh, even if the the songs are not out, even if they're they are not on the the next EP, <laughs> um, I, I think it's I think we, um, I want to show compassion to to the Laura of uh, twenty eighteen. Okay, 
And by the words that I'm singing, I want to give love to people. So I think I'm, I'm, I would just put, put them out. You know, that, that speaks to intention because yeah. earlier you said that, you know, you're a vessel, you're this messenger that relays a message. But we get in our own way when we're, we're supposed to be relaying a message, but then we're sort of judging the messenger. Yeah. And it's like, but what's the purpose of what you're doing? You're not supposed to judge the messenger. And at the same time, we do as artists have to have a what I call a minimum of what we think is, you know, quality. Like it's like below that, you're like, no, uh, nobody can hear that. We do have to. I mean, we have to have standards. But it is f- hard finding that middle ground between having high standards and waiting for things to be so perfect that you never put out anything. And I've totally been a victim of that. There's things that I've put out, but I didn't promote. Um, and then I listen back there and I'm like, oh my God, you're so stupid. Like the intention was there. And yeah, I sing better than I did back then, but all the ingredients were there. I, I could have spoken to somebody, you know? So I'm hoping, hopefully, we're going to get some new YouTube videos from you soon. Oh, yes. Yes? Yeah. Okay, I'll make sure that I'll put your YouTube information in the notes for this, uh, the description of this podcast, because um, the truth is, and we forget this when we're artists, People love behind the scenes. When we start following an artist, uh, I know me personally, if I start liking an artist, I want to listen to everything they've done. And the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, because I want to know who that person is. And And we can't really know who an artist is from one snapshot or from just like, especially from an album. Like, it's great to have an album, but there's a producer, there's the mixing board. There's a lot of things that go into that. But when you see somebody live, you see other, you know, epics, uh, other, other, excuse me, parts of somebody's life. You get a bigger picture of who that person is. And think about it. If you think about um, reality TV, don't we like to see what's behind the curtain? Oh, yes, we do. We do. We, do. <laughs> we all want to see Kim Kardashian without her makeup on. We say, oh, she's just like us. You know what I mean? So it, it's like. As artists, we've got to remember that the behind the curtain actually has value, not only marketing value, because that's part of it too, but it has value in connecting one human to another. As much as we enjoy seeing somebody spectacular, the moments where we really connect with another artist as a, as a listener is when we see how human they are. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, recently um, on Instagram, probably within the last month or so, there have been videos circulating of Lauren Hill when she got booed on um, on the Apollo show when she was rather young. And, you know, obviously she she wasn't the voice that we know of and that we fell in love with on uh, the miseducation of Lauren Hill, you know. But there's compassion there because we knew what she was going to grow up to be. Yeah. You know, so I kind of feel like there's a lesson there that we artists need to remember that. You can't get to where you are now without all of the ugly stages before. And I say ugly stages, but they're not necessarily ugly stages. They're just necessary stages. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, we will be looking for these videos on um, your YouTube channel. I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah, I think I will release them every every Tuesday night or a Wednesday night. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that would be um, cool. Do it like an episode where we have yeah. to wait to get the next one. Yeah. Okay. 
Because you... I found I found a lot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I found a lot. So okay. That'll be great for us to uh to get to know you a little bit better because again, you know, when we see an artist who's doing really well as Laura is doing right now, because she's she's going from one tour to another as we speak. She's in the process of learning music from the next tour. Literally, when she finishes this tour that we're on right now, which finishes tomorrow, she's going to be going home and packing a bag to go back out on tour uh, for the next year. So actually, I don't go home. You don't even go home. I, I, Your bags are, see, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Directly to the other. <laughs> Directly to the other. But we tend to think when somebody's already working, we forget everything that led them to there and everything that was before was definitely necessary. Um, before we wrap up, I want to know, is there anything that you'd like people to know about you? Because you did mention that you were misunderstood and I think that you have been misunderstood rather. And I think as artists, as we all kind of have our own little moments where we feel a little weird, you know, we feel like we're not like anybody else. We can often feel misunderstood. Is there anything that you'd like to clear up <laughs> about you? Um, well, to clear up, <laughs> um, or just maybe something you'd want us to know about you. I know what I would say. What, where I can see that you probably are misunderstood is because you're a powerhouse singer and you have a stature, a physical stature. People think that, you know, you're going to bulldoze over them. In fact, you're a big teddy bear. <laughs> I'm not a teddy bear, I'm a lady. Uh, you know what I mean. I'm a young lady. Uh, I'm <laughs> you not know, a teddy bear. Well, I, by that, I mean uh, just such a big heart. I mean, as as big as your voice is, that's how big your heart is. Your heart's even bigger. And I've seen that where, you know, just hearing somebody sing, you know, because when we all get together and we listen to each other, because sometimes we'll, while we're doing our makeup, we'll listen to each other's projects and support each other. And uh, there was a moment I saw you cry and I'm like, why are you crying? She said, because I heard you and I, I feel like I know you. I, I, I see you. Mm. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's something. That's something. This song, oh la la, <laughs> don't make me cry. Because your song. <laughs> oh, wow. Guys, you got to listen to it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> that, this is one of those projects where I put it out and at the time I wasn't proud of it. I'm proud of it now. And you can find it on Spotify. It's uh, Monique Thomas and Voices of Praise. That is a gospel album. And it's an album that I wrote uh, during the, the passing of my father, who was ill for a very, very long time. So he suffered greatly. And, and we had kind of a difficult relationship. Um, and so I wrote this album and it, it was it was a healing project for me. It was really necessary. Um, but then when I put it out, I just wasn't proud of it. I mean, I did, did promote it a little bit, like, but very little. And then I've kind of put it away. And every once in a while, I'll go back into it. And I'm like, yo, the harmonies are tight. The melodies, the words. In fact, uh, the, the music that I use for this podcast is actually from that album. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah. You hear people? Yeah. <laughs> um, so there, did, did, does that kind of, sum up what maybe you think people misunderstand about you, that people just think that you're this big personality and that you don't have a heart or? Uh, maybe it's, it's this in the, I think when you're a big girl and when you're a big black girl mm -hmm. um, and you, um, 
you 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 appear to to be unbreakable, mm-hmm. unbreakable, and uh, and so some people will attack you because they think you can handle it. You can handle anything. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, the truth is, we can handle anything, but. <laughs> We prefer, <laughs> yeah, but we but we have to suffer to suffer a lot to uh, uh I don't know how to say it in in English, but to contain yeah a lot uh because even when you're you're attacked when you're a black girl you you cannot be angry, oh no, because then you fall into yeah the stereotype of the angry black woman, yes, you yes, know, see, and, I told you, yeah, and now you're the you're the attacker, yeah, yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, but you attacked me. This is self-defense here. <laughs> yeah. So, so please, people, be kind to one another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For real. You don't know what, what people uh, went through. Mm-hmm. So just be kind. Just be cool with them. Even if it's an artist on the, uh, on the gram or, or on Facebook, mm-hmm. just be kind. Yeah. If you, if you don't like the music, you don't like the dress, blah, blah, blah. Just keep it moving. Keep it moving. Just know that we artists uh, take time to 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 pass a message to you. So just be kind. If you're not touched by the message, keep it moving. If you are, it's a it's a good thing to to share to share your joy with the, with the artist because it's rewarding. Sure. And um, and so we both we both feel good and. So we all win at the end. <laughs> you know, actually, you made me think of something, speaking yeah. about a dress, but mm-hmm. how hideous it is for people on social media to attack somebody who's completely innocent because they're just doing their thing, right? Mm-hmm. It would be like going to a store, trying on a dress, hating the dress, and writing to the company saying, this dress is trash. That It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, who would do that? If you don't like the dress in the store, what do you do? You take it off. And you yeah. put it back on the rack and you keep it moving. That's it. And nobody, you know, nobody gets in the crossfire. But instead, for some reason, well, I think I know, I think, you know, hurt people hurt people mm-hmm. that, you know, they decide, well, since you put yourself out there, you're open for attack and I'm just going to attack you. And it really is hideous. Yes, that's, um, you know what? I have a friend um, that is an, an influencer mm-hmm. and uh, she... She she's working in the in fashion in in fashion industry okay. and the plus size fashion industry, mm-hmm. and so uh, uh, it was this week she she gave some tips for uh, people with big um, calves. calves, yeah, and um, and where to buy boots and uh, uh, where to go to 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 make a cut in the boot, blah blah blah. Okay. So the calf can can fit and can look fit. nice. Right? Yes, and look nice. And she did that, and a woman came and said, uh, "the the boot doesn't fit you." So my friend was like, "And <laughs> now it does." <laughs> yeah, but that, that's what, what's your, what's your point? You know, I think. First of all, you know, people get really bold when it comes to uh, social media. They say things that they would never say in person. Yeah, to your face. have the the cojones to say that in person. But also, it speaks to something else. It speaks to the idea of normalcy. Because just because 
this size, this size, this size, and this size exists, that doesn't mean that it encompasses all people, right? So there are other sizes and shapes. Because for example, if you go to two different stores, a size 40 or whatever size in both stores won't fit the same. Exactly. They will not fit the same. And so we need to be inclusive because let's face it, billions of people on the planet, everybody has to put clothes on. And everybody wants to look nice. And everybody wants to feel nice. And speaking of feel nice, because really, this show is really about telling stories and helping other artists uh, hopefully find tidbits of themselves in the solo podcast and in my guests. But I also want to share something that you helped me with that I don't even know if you realize you helped me with on this tour. When I came to this tour, I came to this tour with about mm, 11 or 12 extra kilos. So I've changed several dress sizes, right? And I had my dress from before um, before COVID, which was a size 38. Okay. And I remember seeing Gosha, our dresser. Gosha, Gosha. And she's like, oh, I have your dress. I was like, uh-uh, honey. She's like, oh, I don't think this is going to fit. I said, no, this is not going to fit. She said, oh, let's get the next size up. I said, honey, no. Booty for days. No, no, no. This is, this is so, you know, two sizes up. And I'm like, and I came into this tour just feeling really bad about my body, ashamed and just, and you know what? I came into this tour with a whole bunch of beautiful black women who all had curves, every single one and everyone dressing to the T and just, just being so beautiful and unique. It made me feel so much better about myself just because I realized that we are so indoctrinated with one standard of beauty. You know, not one of us looks like the other. We're all very different. And every single one, just beautiful, beautiful. And we kind of laugh behind stage because this is the big butt tour. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it is the booty tour. And <laughs> this sounds horrible. I don't know if I'm going to even the guys, even the guys, people, even the guys. <laughs> but, 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 you know, when you're um, when you're in a place where nobody looks like you, because I most of the people are, are like around Paris or they're at least around other black people who have forms and shapes. I live in the country somewhere in the middle of France. Uh, and nobody looks like me and nobody got a butt like mine. So being around people that look like me, but also know how to dress, that like it's like, hey, where'd you get those jeans from? Because I know my butt won't fit in certain jeans and things like that. This may seem like a very um, shallow thing, but it isn't. Finding clothes that fit your body and make you look your best, you know, and shoes that fit your calves, that's important. It's important because you want to show up in the world a certain way and you don't want to have clothes that are, yeah, it's your right size, but you look like a, you know, a curtain or, you know, you, it doesn't look right. It just doesn't make, you don't feel beautiful in it, you know? So I wanted to thank you. And I'll also tell the other girls because you didn't do anything particular to me, but it's just by watching how you all are. You all wear bright colors and you're all not afraid of showing in a in a way that I just think is just wonderful, just who you are and who just, you know, what your mama gave you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I could sit here and talk with you all day, but I know you have to get some sleep because you got a lot of work to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And we have our last show tomorrow. But I want to um, thank you so much for being a guest on this show. You're actually my first interview. Yeah. Uh, I hope I... What's an honor? Yeah, well, thank you. I do appreciate it. Um, 
And uh, I'll put all of the information in the, the notes about where we can find you, but we can definitely find Laura Nanu on Instagram. She's actually on everything. You're on TikTok, yeah. you're on YouTube. So everything will be um, in the notes and um, take care. Well, one last thing, what's next for you? What's next uh, is the um, Sleeman's tour. Sleeman tour, okay. Yeah, and uh, and my next single. Okay, that's so, right. Yeah. You'll keep me up to date on that? Yes. So we can have you back. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Laura. Love you to bits. Love you too. So that was episode four with Miss Laura Nanu. I really hope you enjoyed listening to one artist tell her story about resilience and about healing. And hopefully you found something in her story that relates to you. So maybe you feel a little less alone. Make sure you go ahead and check out the episode notes on my website at www.moniquebthomas.com slash podcast. Episode four, you can find all of Laura's social media information and where to listen to her music. Thank you so much. And one last thing, don't forget to subscribe and don't ever let anybody put you in a box. Musically, Monique.